Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 160 of Stream of Thought. And today we start off with the question that everyone is asking. Are you ready for some football? Now, me, myself, probably not so much. Victor, on the other hand, oh, he's got his fantasy football team lined up. But can he get his picks right? Because he's got some noise coming from the side of his apartment building. Is it a neighbor problem? You'll just have to listen and find out and what he's going to do about it. Yes, and what I'm definitely going to do is try and make friends with the squirrel that's in my courtyard. Came rather close. Talk a little <laughs> bit about that encounter and why you maybe should or should not make an effort to just be friends with the little critters that are around your apartment complex. And then, cooking. Rick shares with us some of his favorite re- recipes and a few methods that he uses. So with that being said, episode number 160 of Stream of Thought. We hope you enjoy. Starting football this week, man. Football is back. Oh, it's yeah. Very weird, I, um, weird thing. That... I had my fantasy draft on Wednesday, and I had one of my players play Thursday. I can't remember who I... I don't even remember who I have. Watson, for the... For, quarterback for Houston scored just under 22 okay. points for me I'm excited with my <laughs> roster because normally I mean I just like the last couple years I mean I've gotten a little bit better a little bit better a little bit better but sometimes when I am playing I look at the lineup and I'm just like I don't understand how everybody or several people picked really good players and I don't have that great of a roster because I was just trying to pick the best one or two, but I think it all, it, I mean, it also has to do with the positions that you draft. So I, I would draft my first three or four picks would always be a running back. Try to get right. like three running backs, then work on the wide receivers. Whereas before when I started, I think I like focused on a QB running back, wide receiver tight. Like anyway, what I'm trying to say is, my projected points for most of my players are in the double digit, or at least 10, 10 or 11, 12 points. So feeling pretty good about this first game. I was kind of, because my brother actually had his draft, I think, last week too. And I was like, oh man, I totally forgot that, I mean, even with, was the season, I know they didn't have a preseason, but was was this supposed to be the original start date for the NFL? I think like, regardless? it was maybe delayed. I thought it was delayed, too, so I was like, the the idea of fantasy football didn't even cross my mind. It's like, well, the whole season is basically up in flux right, right now. And uh, and then my brother had mentioned, oh, yeah, no, well, you know, the next game is this past Sunday. Uh, and, yeah, we're, uh, did, did his fantasy draft, and now he's off and running. And I'm like, oh, man, I haven't done fantasy probably for about five years now, four or five years, I want to say. I love fantasy football because I don't, I don't really have patience to watch sports in general (laughs) you don't have a favorite team i mean i have a i mean obviously i'm always going to go with the bears but i just can't sit in front of a tv for three fucking hours and and watch especially because football's it's just like the play starts and then it's done before it's before you even realize it sometimes you know i mean it's it's exciting to watch sometimes, but 
at other times, it's like, really? I just watched, you know, five minutes of commercials, two minutes of just people walking around, like, and then four seconds of a play that stopped before it even started. So, typically, a NFL game will last about three and a half hours. I find this the most fascinating thing. So, three and a half hours for a televised football game-ish, give or take. And the amount of playtime, guess what the amount of playtime averages out to be about? Let's see. So, it's 15-minute quarters, right? So, it's a 15-minute quarter. So, the amount of time that, that they are actually playing... From the snap playing, to the end of the play. Yeah, I'm going to say... 12 minutes. Uh, close, yeah. It's about 15 minutes. 14, 15 minutes is uh, the, the like, kind of the range for the, the amount of time that players are moving between snaps, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah, the rest of it's commercial breaks, it's the huddles, it's the timeouts, um, mainly commercials, but, yeah, about 14, 15 minutes of, of actual gameplay. So, you'll see the, you'll see the recaps, and that's, that tends to be what, like, I did that, I think it's on the trending page of YouTube from the Thursday's game, the the kickoff game, that uh, they had basically every single play, more or less. And, yeah, I think it was 14 minutes or something. So, Love the recaps. Pre- yeah, because also, now that I, with fantasy, I have, I'm somewhat invested in checking out the games. But at the same time, I mean, back when I lived... Before I moved, I would check out uh, the games a few minutes here and a few minutes there. But last year, I think I did not watch a single game with the exception of one. I think I was watching Seattle play. It was like game, I think it was like week four. Seattle against whoever and I caught like the last few minutes of it and that was it I don't think I watched any football outside of that everything I I uh, kept track of was just on the fantasy app wait so not even the Super Bowl or is that different like uh, playoffs and Super Bowl is that different or do you oh, not yeah. even well, I mean everyone has a Super Bowl party I'm trying to think so. I don't even remember. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I. I mean. I think. I think I've watched pretty much every Super Bowl. Um, Who like played in the Super Bowl last year? I don't even remember. Oh, it was the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the defending champions, and they were playing the. Uh, what was it? The Saints. That's right. I didn't watch that. Just like like one like when it's two random teams, I don't care. Back when right. the day, no, I, I, I remember just that. one of the most random matches was, I think it was Tampa Bay versus Oakland, oh, like in the two thousand from the two thousand two season, and there was another match that was so boring. I think it was Baltimore versus the Giants. And it was like a record, oh I think it was an NFL record for most punts in a game because they were just punting the ball back and forth. But when it's, there are specific teams that I'll pay attention to that I like. But yeah, Chiefs and the Saints, I'm not going to watch that. Would you Would you watch Tom Brady if he was in the Super Bowl? I don't think like he's so. on He's on Tampa Bay right know. now, but he well, was in like the Patriots. I don't know, dude. It's just so, right. it's so strange to think of Tom Brady playing for another team. Isn't it? 
that it's going to be wild. And I think adding to the weirdness of this whole situation is that I think there's, I can't remember if it's four or if it's six stadiums out of the 32 teams that there are only four, five or six stadiums are allowing fans in attendance. So basically it's going to be, they're going to be playing it on an empty stadium. Luckily, um, for viewers who enjoy watching the Thursday night football stuff, they did have fans there. So, um, you could kind of get the, the vocal ambience that I, I know a lot of players use to like pump themselves up, but yeah, it's going to be so weird without fans this year. And I don't know if they're going to be trying to do the digital, digital insertion of fans. Like they were talking about with a couple other sports where they just CGI generate. They do, Oh, what's it called? It's the, um, Wow, it's a it's a new technology where basically they can insert artificial objects into a real environment. There's a term for it that I just can't think of off the top. Well, of my head. before this whole thing happened, there was I can't remember why, but I don't know. I, I really want to try to remember, but there were one or two major league baseball games where the there weren't any fans last year and it was only the teams playing and i can't remember the reason why they didn't allow fans at the game but oh 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 it was it, there was a it was baltimore the riots right or what was going on it was, it was like a national security issue that, right okay. yeah I, yeah and riots i think that was that i remember was watching a couple interviews with some players and they're like it threw them off yeah and I've been watching some of the highlights from um, the NBA, because the NBA playoffs are going on right now. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the NBA, but I just, you know, it, it's interesting to see how they're adapting to the form of having no people in attendance. They're, and the NBA, too, they're living in that bubble. They've been living in that bubble for about four months now. So they literally have no outside interaction outside of the people who are they're like the refs and officials and and uh, coaches and stuff like that, but everyone's kind of quarantined to this. To I think it's Disney World that they're quarantined to. So it was very weird to because they did pipe in for the NBA games. They did pipe in a little bit of background noise, but in my estimation, man, like it looked as though they were still playing at um, the. Yeah, I don't know. The NFL is different, but I felt like the NBA. They're they're monsters anyway. They're they're <laughs> horrendous giants when it comes to um, athletic stuff. So maybe basketball is a little different because you can play basketball anywhere. But football, you know, you move up the level. You go from little league to high school where you get a little bit more fans. Then you go off to college where you get a little more group of fans. You become a superstar. People show up to watch you. Then you go to the pros, and it's kind of the culmination. The audience is just as much of a reward as the paycheck when you when you go to the NFL, because you know that's a, that's the reason why home teams get about a three point advantage in NFL games, just because well, the fans. Saying, I this was probably last year when we were talking about fantasy and football. The uh, how did you describe it? Modern day. Uh, Modern day gladiators. Modern day gladiators. I can't believe you remembered that. That's yeah. I still stick by that analogy. Where just how crazy people it's, go. It's the modern day coliseum. Yeah. Yes, that's where, what it was. Where you yeah. where you go in and watch people beat the shit out of themselves, and 
cheer it on. Cheer for blood. Cheer for the big hit. Cheer for that excruciating play that they play over and over again. Yeah. I feel like this is <laughs> this is going in the direction of bloodlust. <clears throat> blood the lust? same. No, the we had an episode just like this sometime last year or the year before where we talk about football, modern day coliseum. I give my two cents on what I think about every sport. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so not to rehash everything, if you want to know, you know, what happened, we can always go back to that episode. But like my my main thing is the changes this year where it's like, yeah, we talked about modern day coliseum and stuff like that. Now it's just an empty coliseum. And really, you think about it, it's it's going to be a pretty significant change for players who get that motivation in the same way gladiators wouldn't perform in an empty ring for the the prize fight or anything like that. So, I have a question for you. Changing gears. Okay. I have a I I seek counsel. Oh boy. So, as you know, I have uh, my neighbors that are in the building next to me. I'm on the second floor, but my window is in between the the building's first and second, their first floor and their second floor. Mm-hmm. My window's in between theirs, so I can hear and see. I can't really, not, I mean, both of the blinds are closed for the most part, but I can hear when the one guy is always screaming and yelling, and I can sometimes hear the people on the first floor when they're out on the balcony having a conversation or when they're playing their uh, TV. And so I thought about getting a megaphone and engaging them because one, for the most part, it's entertaining when the guy is just screaming his head off, getting pissed off at, you know, at his video games or, Whatever it's wait wait is, okay sometimes so, so sorry what? can just recap how far away is this individual from you he's in in relationship to where like, your apartment this is this is a building right next to me so like ten feet away oh okay okay so that close all right that gives me a little bit better but I mean it's angled so like I right. don't I don't know and I and sometimes I'm looking and I I'm looking back as I'm speaking right now at the window behind me. I mean, the building is 10 feet away, and then the, their windows are at about maybe a 45-degree angle going up and a 45-degree angle going down, the two different neighbors that I have. They're both and uh, one on top of the other. And so the one guy, I said before, he – and I heard I, – I had a feeling that maybe he traded stocks, which was confirmed the other day when I heard him screaming at Tesla – Oh my god. At five thirty in the morning. Wow. And I heard him say, like, no, 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 please, God, no, fucking glitch. Da, da. He's going fucking nuts. Really? And then he goes fucking nuts when he's playing his video games. And then he's going fucking nuts. I think I heard him for the first time the other day. He maybe uh it sounded like he was talking to his friends while playing the video games. Like, you stupid idiot. Why would you use the sniper? No, I have the sniper. No, you go. And so he's just always, he's just always fucking screaming and going nuts all day long, all the time. No kidding. When I don't hear him for like a week, 
<laughs> you said I find flowers. It very odd. I find it very odd. Yeah, right. And <laughs> so, has someone murdered him at that point? And so, so, and sometimes though too is like, I wake up in the middle of the night at like three in the morning, and I'll look out my window and I can see that he's playing video games. Like, okay. I have no idea what this person's sleep schedule is like because sometimes the lights are completely shut off and other times they're not, but I don't hear anything. So I have no idea what's going on with him. And then the neighbors that live below him, sometimes I can hear them talking on the balcony, which is whatever. But every once in a while, they'll, they'll watch TV or watch a movie with the volume so freaking loud. Mm. I don't understand. Like, they have to be hammered drunk. That's the only reason that the TV would be that loud. No individual would watch a television that fucking loud if they were sober. I think of uh, one of my roommates in college when we'd come back from the bars. The TV would always be so loud. And we're all like, dude, it does not need to be that loud. And so anyway, last night I wake up. I wake up immediately to hearing their television be turned on watching TV really loud. So anyway, I was thinking of getting a megaphone because I want to tell the one guy to shut the fuck up every once in a while and tell them to turn down their television. And then I thought about getting a paintball gun in case they have a bit of... In case, in case they tell me to fuck off after I tell them to fuck off. Uh-huh. And then I would shoot, like a, shoot paintballs at them if they're at their balcony or at the... Try and shoot it through the sliding door because sometimes they leave their sliding door open about <laughs> you know, anywhere from 6 to 12 inches. Do, do you do you have a sense of how old these uh, people are? Who are? I mean, they're probably in their 20s. Or okay, early they're in 30s. their 20s. Right. Yeah, early they're 30s. My age. Profes- yeah, age. Pro- young professional type yes. age yeah. range. Yeah. Fascinating. So what what are you like? What are you leaning towards? Because So um, I was thinking of initially getting a megaphone. Because I know there are other there are other people that feel the same way. Every once in a while, I hear I hear a neighbor, another neighbor, tell them to like shut up, shut oh, the really? hell up. I only thought that was sleep. like in the movies. I, didn't I don't hear it that, that often, it. Okay. but I know I'm not the only one. So I was thinking of getting a megaphone, you know, to be the leader amongst everyone who wants them to shut up and use the megaphone. Hey. You over there. Shut the fuck up. Turn off your video games. Go to bed. Okay. So here, can I, can I give you Go my, ahead. my, because yeah, I actually, floor. I actually have had experience with this. The conflict of noisy neighbors. Okay. When Continue. The, I'm all, I'm all ears. So it was, it, you know me, I tend to be a, outside of my friends. I'm not a very confrontational person. I prefer just to if i can keep to myself you know not bother bother other people i'm happy it all works now in seminary obviously you have a bunch of different eccentric people and it was my third year so final year and we had a first year move in who uh loved to share that he was uh he was from harvard and he got the one scholarship that union offers for a full ride and so he ended up moving into the apartment next door and so kind of get this egotism vibe from him at the very outset. And I'm like, okay, you know, it, it is what it is. People are eccentric. I've learned not to judge on face value. But then he would start playing like really weird, like, um, like techno music 
late at night and here, mm-hmm. you know, I've got, I've got, I, I was running basically your schedule where I'd go to bed at around nine to 10 o'clock, wake up at four thirty-five in the morning, uh, start my day and all that. And he'd be playing past midnight, uh, one o'clock, two o'clock. And the walls at union the dorm that I was living in relatively thin. Uh, and so it wasn't every single night, but it was at least two to three times a week where, you know, I would need to get up early and here I'm woken up in the middle of the night by this weird ass blaring techno music. And it, it became, um, I think it was after about three weeks or whatever. It helped that I was my, in my third year and he was in his first year. So I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. I, you know, I'm on student Senate. I fucking basically run the school right now. So <laughs> I, I have no problem kind of confronting. And so the first time, the first time, uh, it was probably a, around midnight or so music was blaring after about three weeks of this go, uh, I end up getting up, getting out, knocking on this door very nicely and talking to him. And I said, hey, man, um, so, you know, I know there's a lot of people who start their days early. I, if there's any way that you could turn it down or put on headphones or something like that, that'd be wonderful. And he's like, oh, oh, no, not a problem. It's all good. And things were good for like the next two weeks. And then I don't know if he had some sort of cognitive distance going on, but it seemed like he totally forgot about that. And then the, the week the weeks preceding or whatever, it started back up again. And at that point I'm just like, bro. And so I ended up doing the same thing, except this time I'm like, dude, you cannot do this. You absolutely cannot do this. I mean, I, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to, you know, make sure (laughs) like that people, um, take actions to kind of, uh, curb this behavior. If you don't, if you don't stop. And, uh, from that point on, it worked. I think there were only a couple of times on the weekends, for like a Saturday night, but I had to be up early for church. It ended up being once in a blue moon, but it, it significantly cut it down. And then at the end of the first semester, out of the two, he ended up moving uh, apartments <laughs> to, to the really? other apartment complex afterwards. And I'm like, not my problem anymore. All right, mission accomplished. So, yeah. That, That's nice. That That was probably the most clarion thing is that realize you know you people deserve to know that they're in the same way that if you're driving down the road or whatever and you've got a tail light out i know if i have a tail light out i would want somebody to like beep and like get my attention and be like hey you know your tail light's out i would love to have that information but when it comes to people who are lost in their own worlds and doing stuff like you know it's just it's music it gets me pumped up and i have a different sleep schedule without concern to other people empathy to the community that you're living in, um, then you got to become a little bit forceful. But I think that everyone deserves at least the benefit of the doubt of being talked to in a reasonable and rational way, (laughs) as opposed to saying, fuck you, shut up. I should, I should have mentioned that before that I really like the idea of fucking with them, but I would, I would, um, be i guess respectful the first time around like hey turn it down people are trying to sleep hoping that it hoping that eventually i would have to i would okay what i really want to do is i just want to fuck with them that's really what it comes down to i want to fuck with them and you i have a, you have a personal animus. i just want to get a reaction out of them for my amusement that's really what it comes down to i would like the tv volume to go down the other guy screaming his head off 
doesn't bother me as much. It really, that really doesn't bother me at all. It's the loud TV, which is every once in a while that bothers me, which can be addressed. I just close my window and I went back to sleep right away. But I do, I, I am kind of using, <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm using this in a, as an excuse to amuse myself and get a reaction out of people. Yeah. For yeah. laughs. I yes. <laughs> do it for the do it for the lulls. Yeah. I I feel you, man. That's uh that's kind of the attitude that my, my brother takes is that he would you know he's he looks for an excuse to be amused when it comes to just fucking with other people. Not so much anymore, but that used to be his modus operandi. So yeah, I understand. I had a sibling who was just like that. <laughs> yeah. But and, and it's also also uh speaking of other things around my apartment. So the other day, I think I mentioned it to you, uh, the squirrel. There's like one or two squirrels that live in our courtyard. Right. So <laughs> I noticed that the squirrel, it, it's not scared of people. I've walked, I've walked around, I've been on the property, and it gets within about two feet away from me. It's pretty curious. I'm like, oh, cool. One day... I tried feeding it a carrot. I like threw a carrot on the ground and it walked up and sniffed it and then ran away. They don't didn't like even carrots. bother. They didn't want the carrot. Not a fan. And but the other day I was sitting down and I saw it in my peripheral vision. I could detect movement and I looked over and I see him and he's looking at me and then he kind of jumps in a bush and he's looking at me and then I ignore him and he walks up to me. And this, the closest that he's ever gotten, he actually is right next to my foot and he's sniffing my toes and then he runs away and then he comes back kind of testing the waters, runs away, comes back, hops on the chair next to me, hops up on the armrest of the chair and is extending his head forward, like sniffing, sniffing, sniffing. And I had put my hand out a little bit and... His head was maybe, maybe just like, I don't know, four inches away from my fingers. Wow. And at the same time, I'm talking on the phone with my mom. And I was like, oh my goodness, mom, you're not going to believe what's happening right now. And I told her what was happening. And she's like, ew, gross. Be careful. They have rabies. I don't want you getting <laughs> sick. Better doing the whole mom thing. Yeah. Anyway... The only reason that I did not put any effort into trying to pet the squirrel or have him crawl on the chair with me was because I was distracted being on the phone with my mom. Right. Right? And I also didn't... I need to be present. I didn't want to scare him away. But I wanted to know what your thoughts were on making friends... On making friends with a squirrel because I really wanted to pet him or at least let him like sit on my lap while I'm sitting on the chair, which I think he would have done or will maybe do someday. But then my mom kind of talked some sense into me and was like, she's pretty much said like, Victor, are you crazy? Like they're rodents and they will often, you know, they're not, they don't look like rats, but I'm sure that they dig through trash you don't know what they're touching. You don't know any what diseases they might have. And it 
and it kind of turned me off. It's like, ah, oh, well, now I don't really want to make friends with the squirrel, but I still kind of do, but I don't know. So, first of all, I will say, yeah, I mean, you would you would probably know pretty... It's pretty evident if an animal has rabies. They wouldn't Right? Be... Yeah, exactly. They don't have any... They're, yeah. They wouldn't it's be... It's not like... Yeah. To my knowledge, it's not like... I don't think animals carry rabies as a... Uh, what's it called? Gene- uh, it's not a genetic thing. Like, it's... it's if they get bit or yeah. if they get scratched by another animal that has rabies, gets in a fight. And that's the whole point of rabies, too, is that it makes animal... It, it uh, affects the central nervous system of animals, and so they resor- resort to um, very aggressive behavior and disorientation because their their neurons are no longer firing the way that they're supposed to. So they can appear drunk, they can appear um, aggressive, all that stuff you would be able to tell pretty it's visible exactly it's not like they they it's not like they carry rabies and they're not they're not showing any signs of it like if they have it you will know if they have it right that's what i thought there's there's good warning signs so if if an animal jumps up on a chair and then goes up onto the ledge and starts getting closer to sniffing you probably a good sign that their cognitive ability is relatively well functioning and probably right. not rabies um other diseases, I will say, you know, there is always the challenge of other diseases. Um, you know, I, I think about, because we've been having, <laughs> my parents were dismayed uh, when I spotted, yeah, uh, skunks again walking through the yard, as well as the raccoon family. And uh, my parents ended up uh, sending me a text of a fox that was passing through the yard as well. So Nature Conservatory, as we're heading into fall, still alive and well. But, you know, we also are kind of aware that you don't know what happens to an animal and the things that they come in contact with because they are disease vectors. But, you know, unless it's unless it's rabies, it I mean, I tend to be a little more um, a little more open to the idea of, oh, well, if an animal wants to come close to me and I can like toss him like a piece of apple or something whatever i mean it's the it's the suburbs they're going to be domesticated in one way or another you know <laughs> so right i don't know i feel like i also get the feeling that and i have no idea this is just a thought i get the feeling that maybe a squirrel these days that an individual would be more susceptible to contracting an illness from a modern day squirrel as opposed to a squirrel from a hundred or 200 years ago. Well, of course. I mean, and I only think about that because of all the trash and litter and shit that people leave behind. Well, in general pollution too, you're going to always have, um, that effect of what they're eating. You, You think about it, the stuff in like fast food or microwave stuff is always going to have those chemicals that, increase the probability for stuff like cancer or other um, physiological diseases, we're throwing that stuff out now, which is what the squirrels and other animals are eating. So, of course, their genetics are going to be affected by, or their their physical well-being is going to be affected by the crap that they're, literal crap that they're eating um, <laughs> that we consume on a daily basis. So, yeah, I think that's a, a reasonable um, hypothesis for sure. And then, side note on the squirrel, did I tell you how 
the I've seen these. Uh, I don't. I can't tell if it's only okay. So one of my neighbors says that there's two squirrels. I only see one at a time. Last year, same thing. A squirrel that didn't appear to that was more f- friendly than the usual squirrel would get fairly close to you. But then, shortly thereafter, I saw a baby squirrel running around, just a little one. Oh. This was last year. So I saw the one squirrel that was fairly friendly, and then a few months later, I would I saw like a little baby squirrel. Now, in the courtyard, I only see one squirrel. Behind our building, there's an avocado tree, and I see sometimes two or three squirrels running around chasing each other. Right. But I never see more than one squirrel at a time in the actual courtyard. Anyway, what I'm trying to get at is, did I ever tell you how I watched... Uh, see it when it jumps in the air. Ever told you? I don't think no. so. No, dude. I never saw. I never knew this about squirrels. I never saw this in Glen Ellen ever. But when I'm sitting there, sometimes it'll be standing, you know, about one foot away from a tree, and then it'll just spring up in the air, like two feet, maybe three feet in the air. It just boing. It just jumps up like Mario, just wing, just jumping in the air. And then all of a sudden it's on the tree. It doesn't, it doesn't crawl up the tree from the ground. It'll stand six inches to a foot away. I mean, sometimes it runs up, but it just like, it's, it just bounces up. It's so crazy to see. I've seen, I mean, I've seen squirrels jump from tree to tree, which has been kind of cool. Like trees that shouldn't be in the yes, grass. Yes, but this but is animal. different because yeah. they're just sitting, they don't get a running jump. They just are sitting there huh. motionless. I've and never, then they just bounce and they just spring up like two feet in the air. Never seen and something then like that. On, yeah. And then they're on the tree. Huh. Um, oh, well, so speaking of being friendly to, to little rodents or whatever, uh, I don't think I've ever mentioned to you that uh, Sister Nicole, she has regularly owned rats as pets. Oh, you mentioned that. I did mention that. They only live... I didn't... Because you were the one who told me that they only live for one to two years, right? Very... uh, I think... Yeah, it's like two to three. But yeah, it's... it's Very very short lives. Yeah. But uh, apparently they're great pets. Um, If you get them while they're babies, uh, they end up uh, taking on the the same sort of attributes as a cat. If you can, and you can train them too, which is kind of yeah, weird dude. to think about. You never think about training a rat, but yeah. Um, Fuck that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire, but yeah. I have no desire for a pet mouse. I have no <laughs> desire for a pet rat. Oh, man. I will entertain the idea of a pet squirrel and a pet chipmunk. Pet chipmunk would be adorable. I'm, I'm totally, I'm on board Those with the chipmunks. Those things are so fast. They're so fast. They run so quickly. Yeah. I mean, I was outside, and we have chipmunks all over the place. Unfortunately, they're little demon monsters when it comes to if you have a lot of landscaping around. They love to dig holes. And so they will dig holes uh, close to concrete areas or close to, like, the bricklay of my parents' patio or whatever. So they'll dig underneath it. And so you'll see stones just start, start to descend over the course of the years as they're creating these... In, uh, like intricate tunnels and stuff like that. It's like, oh, these little fuckers. The, I mean, they're cute and adorable as hell, but they're little fuckers. They're they're screwing up the entire landscape. One time in college, a uh, we always 
left our front door wide open at our fraternity. Okay. And uh, and one time a squirrel got into our fraternity and we tried to catch it, but it would just run up and down the side of the wall underneath where like the uh, this vent is that ran along the wall. It would just run up and down. I think it was inside the vent. I don't know. Dude, we spent so much time trying to catch it. We finally caught the chipmunk with like a giant plastic container that we threw over it. And then eventually we were able to get it out. But, uh, and I think another time a bat got in our house. I can't remember. But. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for what, for little critters when they, when they get themselves in a precarious situation and it's like, ah, you, curiosity killed the cat. That's, <laughs> I'll do one, do one for you. I feel especially bad when, um, you know, when, I mean, not so much, but it's like, ah, it's a bummer when you're driving or you get to your car and you realize, you know, you see an insect in the corner of the windshield or the rear windshield that died from heat exhaustion because it somehow found its way in the car and then got baked alive when it's, you know, 95 degrees outside. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I have, I have very little sympathy for insects, but any other... Like any any mammal, basically, is where my sympathies direct towards. Uh, uh, Creatures with exoskeletons, maybe lobsters. I don't know if lobsters can be... um, Lobsters can feel pain. Yeah. I think. Well, yeah, because there's the... What is it? You you put the lobster in a a pot, and then you turn off the heat. That creeps me out. It's like, yeah. So, I mean, there... Like, I do have empathy for living creatures, but when it comes to insects, that's kind of where I draw the line. Outside of that, I have a soft spot for most animals, and so, I don't know. I've never actually thought about becoming vegetarian or anything like that, but I do, um, uh, you know, feel as though, yeah, I'm falling short in my duty as a Christian called to love the world and everything in it uh, when I... (laughs) participate in um eating well it's good that you recognize that because now you can work on it (laughs) i'm not gonna work on it i I love meat too much it's uh yeah ribs are so good so good man what was it uh they're so delicious oh man you know what i was shocked by the way speaking of food of something that i didn't think that i would like but ended up loving because i don't think i've had it I mean, I maybe had it once or twice in my entire life. Eggplant Parmesan. Oh, my God. My dad made this eggplant Parmesan last week. I was over, and I ate it, and I was like, I I didn't think I'd like it. But I was like, this is seriously one of the best vegetarian meals I think that I have ever eaten. It was so good. Eggplant Parmesan. I mean, I, I didn't don't eat eggplant and didn't really think that I'd like something like that but man it was just as good as any meat meal so surprises how much time do you spend in the kitchen when you're preparing a meal for your family oh dude (laughs) I tend to I tend to be a little uh more intense I think than the rest of my family when it comes to making food uh I will normally have about four to five bowls 
to mix the different ingredients, one or two pans to heat up stuff, obviously the oven, and countless amounts of silverware. Normally, even doing something like a tuna casserole will take me probably about three hours from start Fuck to finish. Fuck that. My goodness. But dude, how much time it is would it spend? How much shit. time would it take you if you were only preparing the meals that you make for your family? How much time would it take you if you were only preparing those meals for yourself? Right, for one right. Person? Like when I was back in Minneapolis or whatever, you know, I would I still I tend I tend to make um, uh, stuff that can be reheated later too. So I just make right. I make about three to four portions if I'm going to cook a meal, just because it's easier um, on my own. If I'm just cooking for myself and not going to have leftovers, probably cut it down to about, it does minimum 30 minutes, um, minimum 30 minutes, uh, to 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what the recipe is, but I like to experiment. So, and then same thing, if you're just cooking for yourself, but you want to have three or four portions left over, it would take you maybe two hours or three hours. Um, or less time because it's prepared, but maybe it's not heated up. Yeah, yeah, I'd cut it down to probably about hour and a half, two hours. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to making meals, and that was kind of, it's both exhausting, but also something that I, I mean, it's cathartic for me. It's kind of calming. Cooking cooking is kind of a safe space for me, so to speak. I love the idea of just being in a kitchen just with your own mind and, you know, Kind of working, working on the pro, uh, the mathematical, statistical type problems of like proportion of seasoning to the proportion of meat to the proportion of um, the noodles that are in the recipe. All that. It's uh, I don't know. It's just a. It's a. It's a little escape, and so I don't mind spending that much time. But yeah, it it does take quite a while on my end. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like yeah. it. It's it's enjoyable. I will say though, my favorite has to be the crock pot. Anything that I can do in a slow cooker or a crock pot, you know, with, with meat and being able to soften it and make it into a, a shredded or pulled. Dude, I have a crock pot and I, I've had it for maybe three months. I've never used it once. <laughs> yeah. Because one of my, this person I used to work with was like, hey, you don't need a crock pot, do you? I'm like, I don't have one, but probably be make things easier. He's like. Yeah, I'm selling it for 20 bucks. I'm like, cool, I got 20 bucks in my pocket. Here you go. He's like, all right. And then he brought it the next day, and I just have never bothered to look up recipes or use it. But it sounds like it would be ideal for me for someone who does not want to spend any time making food. Just throw stuff in there, let it do its thing, come back when it's ready. It's amazing. My my go-to and probably one of the simplest recipes that I have is my, my uh, pulled barbecue chicken. And all it is is a couple of chicken breasts, barbecue sauce, a little bit of, if you want, if you want the zing to it, put in a little Italian dressing, a little bit of brown sugar, just let it cook for eight hours, pull it apart. Gorgeous. It it is just, my family loves it. I've done that for them probably about half a dozen times and (laughs) it's, yeah, it's a winner. So it's super easy too. It's probably one of the easiest recipes that I know how to make. But I always do the fixins on the side too. So I'll make like, I'll I'll, I'll uh, slice the potatoes, grill them over, like put them in um, uh, seasoning, like onion sauce seasoning, um, and olive oil. Put it on the grill, let it cook for a bit, and talk about a great compliment. But 
I sorry, man. I just I no. love I love it too much. I, I it's I it, love it that really you is. love it. <laughs> but that sounds like a good note to end on because I have to get ready to now on. and yeah. leave. Totally. So all right. That being said, episode one sixty in the books. God, Until next time. We're just powering through. Until next time. <laughs>